Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people with mommy issues. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, what did we watch? We watched Coriolanus, right? Yes. Okay. Coriolanus, or as you texted me, Cornholio. Cornholio, yeah. Let me tell you. I've never had so much trouble pulling up a movie in my life. I was trying to find it, find where it could stream. Google's like, it's available everywhere. I'm like, great. And I tried to spell it. I said it. That didn't work. I spelled it out on my Google TV, and Google's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And I, like, double-checked the spelling against my phone. Didn't come up. Finally, it was like, oh, yeah, no, I know what that is. It's on YouTube. Went to YouTube. It was like, hey, this is an edited version. I'm like, oh, no, hold on. I had to slam the brakes, go back. This was a lot of work. Was it work for you? Was it easy? Was it hard? It was pretty easy. I started with the YouTube, but then YouTube uh, TV was like, we got it. And then it pulled up and it didn't have all the edited warnings, like the stuff saying mm-hmm. it was edited. So I was like, okay. I so. had to go to like Google TV, like a different TV app than I've ever used. It was like Google TV. It was like, oh, we got it. Because it was, mm-hmm. I don't know, between the... Google Play movies and TVs were supposed to be sunset, but I don't know if it ever was. And the YouTube thing, I don't. I never used Google TV. That's what I had to. What has happened to the world? What are we even doing? I don't know. <sighs> I, don't know. I watched it, though. Tyler, do you want to give a little rundown for the folks? Give them a synopsis. Okay. Um, it, it was a, it's a... Don't act surprised. <laughs> It's it's a it's a Shakespeare play about a, a Roman general during the the Roman Republic, Cody. And you know mm-hmm. he's doing his stuff. There's political intrigue. There's some stabbings. Uh, there's some not stabbings. Mm. Uh, there's some shouting. Yep. There's some nyas. You know. Yeah, like it's that. A, more like, more like, ma, yeah, more like that, Cody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it's t- your typical, you know, Shakespearean Roman play, right? Yeah, I guess so. I feel like I've seen a lot of Italian. There's a lot of Shakespeare that takes place in Italy. I've never seen like an ancient Rome kind of deal. And uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, he did cool check out a lot of plays set in ancient Rome. I, I heard he wrote several. At least one. Mm-hmm. Definitely Corneolus. Coriolanus? Coriolanus. <laughs> Coronary. It's one of those ones that, like, after Corn watching cob. the movie, I was like, why, are you, why did I have so much trouble pronouncing this? It's Coriolanus. <laughs> but when I'm not looking at here's the thing. I felt the same way, but I realized if I'm not looking at the title, I'm still I'm still shaky on it. <laughs> and it absolutely is just Cornelius in my notes for the title. Cornelius. <laughs> uh, I just said Ralph. Coriolanus. I said Ralph, Ralph when I was trying to refer oh. to him. <laughs> oh man. So Tyler, this was what this was a surprise find. You threw it up and we were like, we gotta do this one right away. How have you never heard of this? Okay. Can I let me ask you. Oh, oh. No, what were you gonna ask me though? Uh, I wanted to ask your your hot take, your first opinion. Okay, first, okay, first before I get to the hot take, Cody. Yeah. Okay, 
let me I just want to take everybody down down a little journey okay we're gonna explain how I found this film okay because I feel mm-hmm. like this film which just just for all the people at home all right just for all the peeps you know listening and watching and experiencing at home this movie is an enigma okay came out of nowhere 92 percent on rotten tomatoes right Mm -hmm. you know like it's the critics they heckin love this nerd movie okay so here's how i stumbled upon this i was flicking through the google tv right at the you know you know how you go down the rabbit hole of like suggested movies then the suggested movies of the suggested movies i was down like a tyler's trash war movie hole okay and right. boom, this movie, which I was like, I can't remember what drew me to it. I think it was the picture and then like the little synopsis saying it was like a Roman thing. But then the guy looking like he was dressed like he was from modern times, which that's what threw me for a loop. And then I watched the So then I read the stuff about it. Shakespeare play. Then I watched a trailer. Then I dug deeper and looked at some critic scores and some audience scores. And that's when I texted you. We have to do this movie. We mm-hmm. have to throw everything else that's scheduled out the window. This movie needs to be done. All right, we need to. How did we miss? This is a movie with multiple Academy nom- Award nominated or award winning, at least nominated actors in it. As it says in the trailer, based on a Shakespeare play, uh-huh. a popular Shakespeare play. Mm. So it's like. How could it possibly fail? And according to the critics, it didn't fail. Now, Cody, this movie was a ride, right? You know, it was, and, you know, this movie looks like it should be a Tyler movie, mm-hmm. but the, the essence of it is a Cody movie. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, Cody, by the end of it, I thought it was pretty good. I liked the oh, movie. Oh, wow. What a journey you took us on there, Tyler. I liked it, all right? Cody, I like it. Very Shakespearean it. of you to go all the way back to the start, you know? Let me go back I'll to tell the beginning. You. 14 I'm billion not afraid years to, ago. I'm not afraid to tell you. I liked it as well. <gasps> no. I'm curious to I'm curious to, to talk about it because I, while I did like it, it's still up in the air. I don't know what I'm going to rate it at the end of the day, you know? As far as a letter grade goes, it I got a whole range to work with, so I'm excited to dissect it with you and, and settle on a score, you know? But it was a good one. I thought it was pretty yeah. well done. It's a goodie. You know? Of all the E's, it's probably one of the good, goodest. Probably one of the good E's, yeah, I would say. It's just, just a strange film, you know? Well, just, Tyler, is there, is there anything just, else to say before we get headfirst into some rants? Just, like, I... If anybody's like, oh, I want to watch it, you know, and they, you know, nobody does this, but just in case someone does in the future, mm-hmm. listens to this first <laughs> bit before and then goes, watches it, comes back. Yeah. yeah. They didn't change the dialogue. It's all Shakespearean. That's something that I feel like you should yeah. know before you start it. <laughs> just, it's <laughs> shocking, but you just... Be aware, 
It's a shot-for-shot remake of the Shakespeare play. All the dialogue's the same. The characters are the same. Just be ready, all right? Just be prepared. Turn on subtitles, all right? That's all I can... That's, that's you know? Turn on subtitles, right? They don't um, help. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not opposed to, to turning on subtitles, but I don't know that it would have done anything for me. You know, I, I don't know. And maybe, hey, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just sitting up here in my ivory tower with my surround sound system and and everything, but I got the dialogue pretty good. But it was still Shakespeare and just like rapid fire. Like if Eminem wrote a play at some, certain points, we're like, they're going fast. They're doing fast talking here. So there were a few scenes in particular that were like, okay, I'm, I've accepted that I'm not going to absorb all of this, but I will pick out the words I can and just uh, admire the facial expressions. So There are a few scenes, especially in the beginning, that are very quiet and then very loud all of a sudden. So be ready. That's be all ready. I'm saying. Cody, I want you to come with me in my classic – Roman transport vehicle. Hop on. Hop on the tank. Let's <laughs> roll on down to Spoiler Town, ancient, modern-day Rome. All right? Let's get into it. You know, we're here in beautiful Rom- Romana. Roma. There you go. Nailed it. Tyler, this, look. I'm, not, I'm open. Some- you know me. You, you look at me, and what do you think? Pretty open-minded guy, you know? That guy's probably down for anything. That guy's probably tried a lot of stuff. Let me tell you. I am here. I'm open. Who do you want to Who do you want to go first? Do you want to take the reins of this tank and drive right through the capital, or, or do you want to sit shotgun while I plow through this boy? Uh, you know what? I'll go first. I'll take the reins. You know what? I'll do it. All right. I'll do it, you know? You thought I wouldn't, but... It's happening, okay? Okay. It's happening. Here we go. Ready? Mm. Okay. Cody, let me tell you. My very first note is, oh, no. <laughs> they didn't change the dialogue at all. It's all the same. Cody, I know I gave this. I gave the warning. I gave, We're here. Cody, we're in spoiler town. I don't know if I said it clearly enough, but we're here. We're spoiling it. They didn't change the dialogue, all right? It's all Shakespearean. It's garbage. Shakespeare, Tiffany, she's out here. She's saying things like, oh, and this is what everybody thinks. Like, oh, that's how they spoke back then. No, it's not, okay? They spoke very similar to how we speak, just in, like, an older dialect, all right? That's fun fact. If you take any person from any time period and you directly translate the way they spoke in everyday language, they spoke very similar to how you speak, all right? That's a fun fact for you, everybody. Most of them, they spoke very, you know, lots of slang. Lots of like informal like idioms and things. It's very. It's just the way that people, the common man speaking to other common men. That's why. That's how they speak. And women, Cody, don't be racist, okay? So, this is my second note, and this is gonna blow your mind, okay? So Ralph Fiennes, playing Cornholio, right? He's just a crazy old history professor going on a rampage, right? That's all he is. He's a history professor that has snapped and is just mowing his way through this college campus. That's all that's happening, right? That's the entirety of this movie. Okay? And that, 
especially the beginning where it's them in like zero dark 30-esque you know fight scenes where he's like fighting his way through the city like i'll just remind her is the roman republic that's where this is set so he's there with his boys in their uh in their body armor and their m4s you know tearing through the city of uh cornelius or something you know i don't know it's the city he gets his name from after he conquers it and he just he just wastes these fools right you know like he's going in there he is like he is the embodiment of a first person shooter character like he's the character you play as in, in like modern <laughs> warfare or something you know what i'm saying like he's just mowing through these guys like they're not even there and he steals an old man's water and i thought well that's a collectible right that, that's what that is that's his a first person shooter and that's a collectible that he just picked up okay that's all that, that's what's happening okay when him and when him and gerard butler were fighting and they got real close i was just like are they about to kiss don't tell don't lie to me you thought it you thought they're about to kiss right now and i respect that they're able to bring that raw gay energy from ancient rome to modern day setting okay because that's what we all that's what we know that's what the historians have told us everybody in ancient rome they're all a little bit gay for each other all right they would go they'd get oiled up and they'd wrestle all right what else did they have to do cody all right, if you took away our phones and our and our and our PlayStations and our TVs, we, you know, give us five minutes, you and me, we're out in the backyard, oiled up, wrestling all over each other, right? You know. So then there's, you know, there's, you know, they, they go they go through this politics thing, which I feel like, you know, it's hard to criticize a Shakespeare play, right? Because you know, why, you know, it's hard to be like this guy doesn't know what he's doing, <laughs> you know, when it's like, oh, his plays are still around hundreds of years later people still love them so you know i'll admit maybe i'm just a heathen but these dudes like this crowd this whole political bs at the beginning they these people are flip-flop there are people in the beginning they're like we have to kill this mofo that then what 10 minutes later it seems like in the movie are like no no he's the savior of the city he's probably cool and then are like within 30 seconds like kill him <laughs> and it's like what who are you people what and who are these guys that are like hey did he just spit on you and everybody's like yeah he did and it's like what what is happening right now and then speaking of spit when he goes on his insane rant oh my gosh that was so do you think they gave him fake spit or do you think that's all pure ralph fines you know biomass getting just sprayed all over the the audience there you know that's the real question that's the, oh. and then you know but it, just it it took me aback that i was like half being like oh my gosh crazy rant also oh my gosh there's so much sp hey, does he need water someone check on him get him an iv he's losing too many fluids all right that's what's happening he's losing too many Tyler, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off right there. Great work. We may have a problem here, because uh, you took I don't know all my notes. That's all right. We'll we'll power through it. Okay. I feel close to you. That's what I that's what I appreciate about this. All right. I'm gonna get started. You ready? Tyler, you took every single note. Look, I literally wrote <laughs> good saliva acting. We see all kinds of acting. This, you know, we've talked about it in the past. 
got your eyebrow acting, you got your mouth acting, you know, they all, it all comes together into a great whole, right? We have never got to discuss a saliva actor before, and Ray Fiennes, don't ask me. Don't ask me why it's pronounced that way. It is, all right? It is because he's named after someone who pronounced it that way. Does it answer the question? No, because if your name is pronounced, is spelled Ralph, and you go by Rafe, it's fine. But if your reason is, well, my, you know, my grandfather was pronounced it that way, well, you got to explain why he pronounced it that way. That's my problem. I Googled it, okay? I went down the rabbit hole. Why is Ray Fiennes pronounced this way? And they said because his grandfather pronounced it that way, and that was named after him. But it still doesn't explain why he pronounced it that way. I don't understand. Did they name him, Did they name him Ralph, but he was, like, from some obscure village that pronounced it? I never got an answer. It's like, well, no, someone else did it that way. Well, that doesn't make it right. That's not a reason. You know? You're just like, oh, why do you do it that way? Oh, because that's how we do it. Like, well, okay. I know you do it. I know that you do it because you're doing it, but why are you doing it? I asked, I didn't ask what, I asked a why. There's five types of questions. Whom? Why? What? Where? How? When? The list goes on. There's more than five. Tyler, why does it why is it Ray Fines? Right after I wrote saliva acting, my next note is kiss? Question mark. Because I was ready for it, okay? I was ready for the kiss. And you know, I appreciate it. You know? I appreciate they know that like the difference between between hate and love and lust, you know, it's all right there. Just one nudge in one direction or the other, and you'll you'll get there. And uh, you talked about the partying and the the rowdiness, and that that's what I wrote too. This is exactly what like exactly how like Italian soldiers would party back in like the Roman days. You know, I'm like this is 100. percent This is the most accurate thing I've ever seen. Like they're out here shaving each other's hair and doing some wrestling and drinking. They're sweaty. They're greasy. I'm like yeah, this is highly accurate. Going back to the beginning. What a bold choice to do modern setting with Shakespearean language and lines. These people, they did nothing. At least they could have had like an intro or something. They were just like, no, there are people in denim and we are speaking Shakespeare. They did it. Respect. You know, it's bold. My biggest complaint with this movie is honestly, and part of it I think it's just the era you know, there's kind of like this period like 08 to 2013 where I feel like we were big into handheld camera work. And some movies are better than others, but this was one that I just wish there wasn't. It was very, very handheld, especially in the beginning, a lot of the action. And it just moved so much that it, you know, I, I just wanted it a little steadier. But I guess I respect it because if you're thinking about, you know, when you think about plays that are movies, like Fences is a good example. You're watching it, and like after 20 minutes, you're like, oh, we're on the same set, and the camera's not moved. This is just a play. So I appreciate that they did something to be like, no, it's not just look. We have some action-y scenes, and we're pushing in on people, and the camera's moving around. So that, that's something, but it was just too shaky. I'm fine with the camera movement. I don't like when it's super shaky. So it was just a little bit jarring. So I, I could have done with a little, little less handheld camera work. You know what I'm saying? But regardless... Shakespeare's fun to, it's, you know, it's fun to listen to because you hear all these idioms like you were talking about. You hear all these idioms and expressions where you're like, oh, that's how they used to say that? 
and a lot of it is just Shakespeare being super creative. Like you said, you know, like he's a, he's a flowery boy, you know? He, uh, he goes hard, and we have many expressions today that come from his writing. My favorite was Gerard Butler saying, if I ever meet him beard to beard, I was like, oh, beard to beard, <laughs> look at you. It's not face-to-face, it's beard-to-beard. I loved it. I was like, I never heard it put that way. You know, it's just fun. They do uh, they do some fist-pumping, some soul fists, soul power fists. I was like, oh, I didn't know they came up with that. And I forget what scene that was. That's fine. Here's the thing. I'll, I'll end my rant on this. Mom-son relationship. She wants to bone him, right? Like, she is full-on... Like, if it was acceptable in society she would have done it right is that the vibe you were getting did i catch that was it just me did i just catch that vibe that did you catch what? that vibe that she would have what that the mom wanted to bone coriolanus cody look it's just you know everybody was gay for everybody back then okay that's what you don't understand mm. they didn't their sexuality wasn't in such defined terms you could you be sexual with your family member with your bro, with your enemy, with your lifelong enemy on the battlefield. You're saying anything goes in ancient Rome. I'm saying that by today's standards, you know, they were too intimate. But by that, by the days, you know, it's kind of like how all old British guys are gay. You know, like how, you know, mm. you know what I'm talking about? Like back in the day, you know. Like the world entire world like royal family? Like in world, no, I'm talking about like, you know, like you take like World War One. Where they're, you know, literally it's illegal and you get, like, stoned to death or something. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you're actually gay. But then at the same time, they'll be, like, writing love letters to some dude Mm. that they barely know. Like, hark now, brother. I loved thee since the first moment our lips came twain closest to each other. It's like, what are you doing, dude? How, How is the same society? Cody, let's be real for a second. Detour. Yeah. How is the same society <laughs> that would literally kill you for being gay produce the man love letters that came out of like World War One? Okay. Anyway, back to. <laughs> well, look. I, here's what it is. Let's talk about this. Yes. And you know, if you're a member of the same church as me and you've been on a mission, maybe you understand this too. If your country sends you somewhere and it's just dudes and that's all you get and it's like every six months you get to go to like a little R&R time and there's like a brothel, you know, or there's just like a bar and there's like a lady singer and that's your own, you know, that's the woman you get to see that year is going to happen. You got, look, a man has needs and I'm not talking, look, I'm not talking about, (laughs) you know, just sex. It's about the intimacy, the closeness. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a cuddle. And you know, if you're... <laughs> uh-huh. And if the man you went to war with is there and he can cuddle you and keep you warm for a night, that's between you and him, you know? Yeah. And that's just the way it is. I think, and like you said, everyone's gay. Let's imagine a world where everyone's a man automatically by default you're gonna you're gonna be gay and i think that's the life (laughs) that's what i'm saying that's what world war one did for us you know what i'm saying yeah 
just trench these boys all together and expect them not to, not to grow feelings? No. This is the way the world works. Here's the thing, just not, you know, not to derail your discussion. I'm reading through these fun facts. It seems like so many of these people were in productions of this play. Like, mm-hmm. played well, Coriolanus. Coriolanus. You talked about how this is like a pretty popular play. Let me tell you. Yeah. I've been to a few Shakespeare plays, and I've seen the decent movies. This one wasn't on my radar in the slight. Like, I never even heard of it. And I don't know how that was, because they made us read a good bit of Shakespeare in high school. And like I said, I've, I've been to Shakespeare in the park two or three times here. Never heard of Coriolanus. I, okay, here's my theory. Because uh, I looked through the timeline of his plays and everything. But you've heard of Julius Caesar, right? Yeah. This fool, Billy Shakespeare, all right, <laughs> released... <laughs> Julius Caesar and this around the same time. All right? Which it's like, what are you doing, man? You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like a modern equivalent because there are filmmakers that do that. You know, we were like, wait, I'm... Oh, it's kind of like, not that the same filmmaker did this, but the year that There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men both came out like the same month and were both up for the exact same Oscars. Everyone's like, wait. And they were like shot in the same city. And I was like, wait, no, hold on. I'm so confused. <laughs> which movie's which? And they had the same cover. Yeah. yeah. Which you could argue, especially back then, just like for the same reason that a filmmaker might do it nowadays, you could mm-hmm. double up on like costumes and sets and stuff like that mm. if you're setting two yeah. things in ancient Rome. And they both end the same way. Spoilers. For Julius Caesar, he dies. He gets no stabbed. Way. He says, "Et tu, you know, because he gets stabbed mm-hmm. by Brutus, who's his son that he adopted." Mm-hmm. Here's mm-hmm. the thing: I'm gonna call out Julius Caesar right now. Yeah. You look through all of Julius Caesar's like people that he knew. There's like 80 son figures, and it's like you had too many. That's your problem, my guy. You gotta yep. pick one. All right. You got to pick one, you got to yep. kill the rest. That's how everybody else was doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's oh, like, man. It's like, oh, Brutus killed him. No, he was like a son to him. Mark Antony went and did something else. He was like a son to him. Augustus became the emperor. He was like a son to him. It's like, there's too many people that were like a son to you, my guy. Mm-hmm. Most of them still had dads that were alive and were actively their fathers. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. You got to kill their dads. That's the, That's where he went wrong. That's how you do it. That's how you become a father, you know? Yeah. If you kill someone else's father, you become their father. Yeah. Am I crazy here? Like, I that's mean, just... You, you joke, but I'm pretty sure that's how it worked. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in Rome, if you did kill somebody, you were supposed to be responsible. Um. Oh, I, I got a question for you. There, there are a couple things couple you know like we said there's a lot of words happening in this one and they're not always the most discernible someone said hot wine at some point right oh yeah are we out here drinking hot wine i guess would that be like a hot mold wine where you you know i guess that's a thing right people do that kind of like cider but with wine yeah not a cool thing to do though hot wine we doing that i mean cody let's be real for a second (laughs) this is thousands of years ago right so Mm. i mean the stuff that was cool. Cold wine isn't a thing. 
That's what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> There's not, no refrigerated, no ice cubes in your wine. Yeah, they're not out here putting ice cubes in wine like civilized people, right? <laughs> <laughs> An episode of Detroiters, and they're at the bar, and they're like, can we have a couple beers? And they're like, yeah, do you want them hot or cold? They're like, cold, obviously. <laughs> There's a guy across the bar, like, blowing steam off his hot beer. Oh, hot wine. All right, that's a good tip, yeah. you know? I'll remember that one. I don't do the wine, but maybe I can have some hot juice, a little hot grape juice. Mmm, mm. tasty. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I did, you can know, like, I I had the opportunity to sign up for, to go to a wine tasting recently, and uh, I didn't, but I thought about it. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. I've got a friend, he didn't drink growing up, but he drinks now, and he's like, wine is absolutely the worst alcohol it's <laughs> like, the worst it's so gross i like, can't confirm just tastes so rotten and when they say it's fruity it's like you can almost taste the f- there was some fruit in this at one point it's not even like oh this is like a nice like now it's gross yeah that's I, what he said here's what i say you know you take yourself a bottle of cheap grape juice leave mm-hmm. it in the trunk of your car for like a year and then drink yeah. that it's, it's what it tastes like Nice. But like open it and spit in it first so you really make That's sure that I'm it's kind of like yeah. molding and getting in there. It tastes mm-hmm. awful. It ta- Here's the thing. It tastes awful and it's instant headache for most people. <laughs> it's like you skip like Wine so many headaches. people I know. It's not even like instant headache. It's like a lot of people, myself included, would skip like straight to hangover time. Or yeah. it gives them the worst hangover of all alcohols. So here's my recommendation. Just don't drink wine. It's the worst. I read I read somewhere that wine's like the, of all the alcohols, it's the fastest to metabolize. So you absorb it the quickest out of anything you drink. Goes right on in. Gets right to work. Here's a question for you. Just Another line that I, I must have heard wrong. You ever milked a tiger? I heard someone ask about mi- tiger's milk or milking a tiger or something. Yeah. What was that? Do you remember that? Yes, I do Were remember. Were you there for that? What yeah. was the context? Can you explain uh, that to me? Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it's uh, he's like there's He's comparing the I think it's he's saying the amount of mercy left in Cornholio is like the amount of milk in a male tiger. You know, where it's like, right. oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A very, like, it's a very flowery which I mean, way any... to be like none, you know. But also, right. so I'm sure you thought the same thing I thought. I mean, I could get some milk out of a male tiger. <laughs> right? Right? Well, I mean, a couple some. tablespoons for sure. There's yeah. something in there. How much time do we got? How sedated <laughs> is the tiger? <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I thought it was interesting. You were kind of talking about what's up with those dudes, those politician dudes who were like, let's turn these people. Because you talked about how the people were like, we hate this dude. Anyway, all right, this dude's all right. And I think my suspicion is that, is for simplicity's sake, right? Have the same characters do the same speaking lines. You have to, yeah. That way you have to pay less people money. Also, I think in this play, it's supposed to be spread out over quite a bit of time. You know, so it's like maybe at one point they're hungry, so they're mad. And then later, maybe they're not as hungry. And they're like, oh, well, he did just get crowned because of his military, you know, service. So maybe he's all right, you know, but I really think the crux of it, like at the heart is, uh, you know, they're politicians too. And they're like, commoners so dumb. And especially in that time where you're like, all right, everyone's got a second grade education. And then the 
rich people have like a sixth grade education, you know, and they're just looking down, spitting on the, on the commoners, you know. If they're I, just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna manipulate them, right? Yeah. If I may, you know, go off on a, a little bit of a nerd tangent here, because that's something like in these. Explain to me how the Romans are smart. No, no. So this is specifically so with the the Roman Republic. It kind of explain. I guess that they do flip flop a lot, but that was part of like even in historical records, the Roman politics flip flopped a lot. But like, so those two guys were tribunes. I mean, I, they are supposed to be representative of the people. They're supposed to essentially come from the commoners, mm-hmm. you know, and they represent the voice of the common people versus like the senators come from the higher ranks of society. And the reason that they would accept somebody like that, um, is that like, that was a military prowess was like a peak thing for the Romans. Like that was like one of the Mm -hmm. most important things for them and like what they based a lot of their society around. So, If anything, the most unbelievable thing is the fact that him being like, my honor forbids me to, like, stoop to being like, no, I like you guys, when in reality, like, I don't. That being Mm -hmm. offensive to them is probably the most unbelievable part of it, really. When in reality, they're like, no, we respect you because you're so cool. This is the same same society that if they were, like, losing a battle and had to retreat, they'd be like, all right. The weakest and the old guys, you come up here and die so the young, strong guys can <laughs> escape and, like, you die. But it's, like, a we'll super honorable thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, if these guys don't get away, that's dishonor on them. And if you guys don't die, that's dishonor on you. But if they get away and you die, we're all getting honored, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point. Also, the same society that if you killed your dad would toss you into the river with a bag, in a bag of snakes. That's a fun fact for you, Cody. <laughs> Here's my question about that. Yeah? Who's the who's like the town snake keeper? <laughs> it's like he's gotta go out in the wild, catch snakes, breed snakes, keep snakes, so that when a patricide happens, there's snakes ready for the sack. You that's gotta know I, like that's what a, I wanna know. Whereas that's the worst of the worst crime. You know this dude's just got a pit filled with snakes. And so every so often somebody walks into his office and he's like it's time. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the best day of his life when someone walks in. They're like, I need a bag of snakes. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think you charge? How many days wages would you charge for a I sack mean, of snakes? You got to charge know? like three years wages, man. <laughs> you got to be like, I don't know when the next patricide's happening here, man. I need, I need to make sure I can feed the snakes. This is my chance to cash out. I've been hemorrhaging money just <laughs> First, you catch the snakes, then you got to catch mice to feed the snakes, and at some point, you're, you're just running around trying to catch animals. You don't have much time for anything else. Oh, man. I, here's the thing. Yeah. I liked, I liked the movie. I thought it was an interesting arc. I think for me, it was, I mean, it was so Shakespearean because it's just about a conflicted crazy man, you know, who's <laughs> like, oh, you're going crazy, right? You either are crazy or are going crazy. And I thought the beginning of the movie was interesting enough. Ray Fiennes gives a great performance. I think in the trivia, he even talks about how Ian McKellen, 
highlights this as like one of his favorite performances uh, that yeah. Ray finds. And I thought he did a great job because he had so much fury, you know, and he just like, I'm crazy. I like to be at battle and yell at people. That's what I'm about. So they're like, anyway, do you want to you wanna be a representative of the people? He's like, ugh, <laughs> I hate the people. Just let me go murder some more, which is an interesting enough character. I like that he had an immortal enemy. I think it's really interesting that they push him out. And I do think it was funny that they exile him. And then uh, the guy from Succession, whatever his name is, who I thought was Corey Lane as his dad, uh, then I realized he isn't. He's like a father is fine. to him. <laughs> he's the guy who probably killed his dad. And anyway, he's like, so you took the deadliest man in the army and you kicked him out and you spurned him? What do you think he's going to do? He goes, joins up with the enemy of the state and is like, I'm going to lead an army and kill everybody. You're like, that's, yeah, that's not, that's not the guy to, to make mad. You know, that's like, killing john wick's dog like that's not the guy you know yeah you pick someone else but i enjoyed that journey and i really like the twist where it's like oh he's exiled and he goes and he finds gerard butler and is like hey you can kill me but also i know a lot about the roman military and i would absolutely lead an army with you to go take take them down you know so I really liked that turn, and then just seeing him in his like full apocalypse now, I am the cult leader of this group, and everyone's shaving their head to look like me, and I've got a golden barber chair throne, you know, that they made for me. I really liked that, and I was almost a little disappointed at the end of the play when he's like, I saw my mom, my wife, and I had mercy, and so I'm gonna make a peace treaty. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, no, I, I wanted the sweet revenge, you know? Yeah, but it's a Shakespeare play, and so by rule, he's got to die. You know, it's so a that's comedy, how it goes. all right. You know, he's got to die. But it's just, yeah. I was like, as soon as he went to join the other army, I was like, okay, now we're cooking. This is yeah. great. But then the last thirty minutes is just everyone convincing him, like, hey, you want to stop, please? And then he does. I'm like, ah, nah, you got to double down. You got to double down and charge in. Yeah, I do wonder if, um, like if Coriolanus was more of a, like, here, because, like, he comes across now, like, you're watching the unedited version of him or the unlike altered version of him from the play, mm-hmm. and he comes across now as, like, oh, like, this guy, like, believes he's better than everyone else, and the fact that he just, like, wasted half a city's worth of guys, like, enemy soldiers, is not doing anything to dissuade that you know like that obviously that he's better than them because he just fought through the city after all of his guys died by himself to meet up with the other half of his group mm-hmm. and it's like so the but like his attitude and him like not being willing to go like to basically like he saw it as like if he tried to stoop down and be like hey you know like yeah you know like you guys are great too like that would be him lying and he would never do that like that's Mm. you know they're beneath him and he knows it and they know that he knows it is like that's it's his view so why Mm -hmm. would he do that so i do wonder if like in shakespeare's time if that would be viewed as more of like a like oh yeah he's the good hero guy you know because it kind of makes me think of like um aragorn 
in the Lord of the Rings books versus the Lord of the Rings movies. Where in the uh-huh. book, he's very much like, oh, I know I'm supposed to be king, and I fully intend to yank, to yoink that throne, but I have to uh-huh. do it this way, this way. And he, like, threatened every time he has to, like, hand over his sword. He's like, if you draw this, your soul will burn in eternal fire forever. You know, like, I will rip you and your children's throats out through your toes. Uh-huh. Like, he, like, you are beneath me and, like, threatens everybody. <laughs> and it's like... That is not Vigo Morton's. <laughs> He's a sweet boy. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I don't want to be king. You know, it's, it's just like different time periods, what like the hero character is like. So that's what yeah. I was thinking. I was like, is he supposed to be like the hero who is betrayed by everybody? And like in modern day, we're like, oh, he's like, an, you know, like I think the tagline of the release of the movie of this one, probably not the tagline of the play. I doubt they had taglines. Was uh, nature teaches beasts to know their friends, which I don't know who are supposed to be his friends, Cody. <laughs> Wait, nature teaches beasts. But I think the oh. implication is he's like a Ooh. beast, like he's like a yeah. an attack dog that they've smacked and like sent away. So of course he's gonna come back and attack them. But mm-hmm. then the people yeah. that took him in had to put him down. You know, like he has to be put down eventually, kind of thing. Whereas I wonder if. Back in, I don't know, when was Shakespeare doing his stuff? You know, 17, 1975, right? Yeah, right around there. That's probably about when it happened. What, late 1500s, probably? Yeah. Early 1600s? That sounds about right. Yeah. I always yeah. have to. No, that is interesting. And I mean, that's what's kind of cool about plays is because they get reinterpreted over time it's like and it's so much of is it up to how is it directed and how is it performed and that's something that is kind of cool about theater and i i really enjoyed ray fine's performance i thought he did great if there's one like big hollywood movie it was like nah he he went hard and i like that i oh, wrote a note here that says <gasps> they loved each other i don't know who that is in response to I'm guessing, is it Gerard Butler and Ray Fiennes, you know? When he kills him so tenderly. Like, yeah, when he, like, holds him. he's like, let me just, oh, like, yeah. Him. Yeah, I think that, that was probably it. So tender. Like, what a, you know, if you're going to die, it might as well be at the, the hands of your mortal enemy lover and, you know, cradle him yeah. a little bit. That's the way to go. Yeah. So it's like the 1500s, 1600s, that's when Shakespeare was doing this thing. Hmm. Isn't that fun? Oh yeah, it's a uh, it's a bit of a blast. I just want everybody to know I knew it wasn't like the 1970s. I just you know yeah I say yeah it jokingly, yeah no we I I say it jokingly, but then you ask people that you think are smart when like World War Two was, and they're like I don't know 1985, and it's like no <laughs> what yeah yeah so just everybody knows. No, you're good. You're we got it. I got it. I don't know what everyone else is doing. I won't speak for them. I just want you to know, Cody. I knew that it was not modern day when Shakespeare was writing his stuff. Here's the thing. I told Tiff I stopped this movie towards the beginning and like came back into the to our bedroom here, to my marital chambers, if you will, to retrieve my my theater person wife, and I said, Tiffany, you might want to be a part of this. They did not change the dialogue at all. And she had a visceral reaction. Because let me tell what? you what Tiffany's 
Well, probably well, one of well, her well. most hated movies. It seems like is Romeo but. and Juliet, the Leonardo DiCaprio one. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I have not. Fun fact: It's this. It's a modern day setting. They didn't change oh. the, time, the it at all. And so she didn't like that one. Didn't and you like made that. her watch this? I didn't make her. I invited her. And then she eventually came out, but she said it was more because she just didn't want to stay in the bedroom. Um, and she was hungry. Mm-hmm. So. But I will say she showed me a clip of uh, Romeo and Juliet. This is much better. <laughs> like, it fits much better. Yeah. Because that one, it's like they basically make out the two families as like not you would okay if you were going to make them out and it's like all right we're going to make them crime families wouldn't you try to be like all right they're going to be like mob families and go like yeah. that route yeah they're like gangbangers <laughs> like oh. they've got grills with their name their family name on it and stuff and like gold plated guns that say sword on oh, the side no. and like it's just a, it, i read i watched it and i was like how is this popular how did this get made <laughs> like this movie is like i think did you happen to take a look at like the box office and how well this movie did? Mm-mm. It is heartbreaking. Do Do you want to hazard a guess at the? Oh, oh hold on. Uh, like the budget. Of budget, the I would guess uh, sixteen million. So the budget was seven point seven million dollars. Oh wow. I know. Which, when you really look at it, you do notice that like they never have more than like a dozen people. Right. on screen and people get reused so I think that probably saved them a ton uh, but you want to then hazard a guess at how much the box office was for this oh film. gosh 12 million 2.4 million oh that's rough sad it's so hard with Shakespeare you know here's what I don't unless know. unless you're fully interpreting it to make it really palatable for a wide audience there's, you know, because like the Coen brothers just did Macbeth, and I don't think that one had like a great box office. And what's his name is always interpreting new, and you know, and it's like something that oh, they never do big theatrical releases for ones that are just like no, this is just a, you know, kind of like the play version. It's not unless you're doing like Ten Things I Hate About You or one of those. It's just tough, you know. Here's the thing that I think there's like... a giant audience for it, which is a bummer because some of them are pretty well done. Yeah. The most heartbreaking thing. So this is so. Rafe, Rafe, right, Ray, Rafe, 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 Rafe finds. Uh. This is like peak. Rafe, because this is, he like. This is when Harry Potter was still Harry Potter up. right into the year. Yeah. So it's like Harry Potter released, and then this movie released. Like this is the very yeah. next thing he was in. So you would th- and you can really see like he still has a lot of that Voldemort energy in some scenes, mm-hmm. um, and it's like oh, okay, <laughs> like he hasn't like been away from that. Like you could tell like there's one speech he gives where I was like, this was probably the first thing they filmed, where it's like been literally days since he like filmed as Voldemort because he sounds ex- like yeah. even his he's got like a weird nasally tone he's speaking in, and mm-hmm. it's like it's exactly the same, but it's like that alone should have driven at least some because I feel like the overlap between Harry Potter super nerds and like theater kids is fairly significant right decently in in your experience so you would think like they would want to see this but I guess 
You could say Harry Potter it. is kids, and this is... It's also over. like the difference of Harry Potter is like, I got a root for Harry Potter, and this is a tragedy, like a drama slash tragedy in Shakespeare. So just like, and it's rated R, so you're like, okay, well, it's not like, it's, and plus, no one, no like young, everyone saw the Harry Potter movies, but like, you know, those are young adult books. So everyone who was like a kid or a teenager were like, oh, I grew up with at least some of these books and... And uh, what I'm saying is no teenager is like, oh, that Dark Lord of Wizardry is pretty good. I want to see him do something else. How about an R-rated tragedy in Shakespeare language? You know, it's like it is it's hard, I feel like, to translate the that audience over to this movie. I would think anyway. I don't know. So I guess this is something worth pointing out that it never did it looks like it never actually received like a wide release. It's been like very select, you know, like fi- mm. it's, it's a film festival. Did a few like, film festival. Yeah. Yeah. And like select theaters and stuff for like, Hey, we're showing probably like, Hey, we're showing the movies shown at this film festival. Mm-hmm. And it was like produced and directed and starred by Rafe. Yeah. So it may have, I had no like, idea. It, yeah. This movie may, at the end of the day, like, it may not be, like, a failure the way that it looks like. It may just be him, like, I'm going to take all this Harry Potter money and dump it into a movie. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I had no idea he did any directing at all. And he's actually done three movies, and this was his first one. And he stars in, I think, his second movie. I don't know if he stars in his third, or he might have a smaller role. But they're all movies that are like, nope, I'm directing it, and I might have taken a pass at the screenplay, and I'm starring in it. So, interesting. I think he killed it for... (laughs) you know, directing it and starring in it and all that. Yeah. I think it looks great. And I think, like, like, I think it looks great. They, like, they did a lot of cool, like, they did enough of, like, the battle sequences to give you the feeling that there is this huge, long, drawn-out war without, you know, like, obviously they're like, all right, and now we're invading, and now we've invaded, and we're here, you know, like, cut out all this Mm -hmm. extra expensive battle stuff. Which is what you'd probably do in a play, you know. Yeah. If it were a play, it would be like, oh, look, the fighting started. Okay, now the, you know, we're going to black. And look, this is the aftermath of the battle. Or, the, you know, yeah. like, okay, well, it's been six months of that battle. Let's see how everyone's doing, you know. Which I feel like they did enough battle scenes, which they couldn't have done, obviously. Or probably didn't do mm-hmm. in the past to give you that, like, more exciting modern day look to it. But also, you know, like I said, skip over it, save them some money and budget. But, like, mm-hmm. I felt like the casting was awesome. The, like, costume design was awesome. I told Tiffany, I was like, here's how, this is, I love it. They nailed it. This is my, this is how you, okay, you want to make Roman modern, okay? You want to take Roman, make it modern? Here's what you do. You take American, just a splash of Nazi. Just a splash, <laughs> just a touch. Just the tiniest little dab <laughs> of Nazi, boom, you got Roman, okay? That's all it takes, Okay. <laughs> There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the casting was really great. And I think, did I read a note somewhere that said someone saw this, Catherine Bigelow saw this and was like, oh, I'm going to put Jessica Chastain in Zero Dark Thirty because she was great in this. Yeah, it said uh, Rafe showed her like a rough cut, like before they even released it. To yeah, anything of the and movie. that's what. And so she got that. It's kind of cool. So this, I mean, the more you read into it, it does seem like this may have been just a passion project of his. Because this mm-hmm. was, it says, like, his debut in acting, like, his first major role was a stage production of Corny Lay. 
Mm. Coriolanus. Coriolanus. Where yeah. he was, you know, he played the leading role. So it may have just well, been yeah. him, like, you know, like, hey, I've got the name. I've got that. Maybe that's what it was, was him capitalizing on the industry, knowing him from Harry Potter and being like, now yeah. I can go and get this movie. Well, I mean, also, you know, don't knock on uh, Ray Fiennes because he was huge in the 90s. He was in Schindler's List, and he was... Not only was he in Schindler's List as the main villain, but yeah. two years later, he was able... He was in a romance movie called The English Patient, both of which I think he was nominated for Oscars. But it was like, he played one of the worst villains ever in a movie. Then he was a dreamboat in a romance movie that was also nominated for... Um, in Academy, which is like just crazy to think about, and then he went on later to be the villain in the Harry Potter series too. So you're like, oh gosh, this guy. Well, I mean, it's not like he's this guy's ever got had a range, role. you know. He's been acting right, right. since ninety one. Yeah, at least as a movie actor. So here's what I think was interesting. I can't believe he's never won an Oscar. I looked, so he's been nominated two or three times, yeah. never won. He must be one of the best actors working right now that hasn't won an Oscar. Yeah. Well, there's someone recently who finally won an Oscar, and everybody was like, oh, that was the like, seventh Oscar? And it's like, no, it's the first. Leonardo DiCaprio was one because he'd yeah. been nominated and come up so close over and over again, and then he finally won it for The Revenant. Uh, but Ray Fiennes, yeah, he had those two nominations early in the 90s for Schindler's List and english patient and then i don't know if he's been nominated since but he, it's crazy because he's been in movies that have won best picture like he was in grand budapest hotel and yeah. i don't even think he got nominated for that but he's so good when you see him in all these roles so it just it's crazy that he hasn't won an oscar but the yeah. oscars are dumb like that where it's like you give the wrong person an oscar one year and it just messes up someone's whole career because <laughs> it's like okay now they can never seem to get that right role and so much of it is the competition and how the Academy perceived your movie, but I couldn't believe yeah. that he hasn't won. So I'm trying to, what else has Ray Fine's been in? I mean, those are I his mean, big ones that we talked about. He, I mean, like if for he's, recurring he's M. Roles, yeah, he went from Harry Potter to, yeah, so he's M. M. So I mean, it gets that. And he's Voldemort. <laughs> um, T. I mean, in Richard the Third, which is another Richard the Third. That's just one he directed, I think. Yeah. Maybe it isn't. I don't actually know. Oh, no, but in Richard the Third, um, the actress who plays his mom in this one is also in that one. So cool. and while Ray Fiennes hasn't won an Oscar, the actress that plays his mom in this, I think, has won two Oscars. She's been working forever and been in a lot of really uh well acclaimed movies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm scrolling through his like stuff and I was like trying to think of uh uh, what else he's been in right he's in the wrath of the titans as hades yeah which he's in a he's in a, de he's in a decent number of blockbusters considering yeah which i wonder if that's you know like in bruges that's, what, that's a good I, one it's like does he do the big blockbusters get the money and then do like passion projects like this where it's like yeah i'm going into it goal isn't really to make money it's to like go to these film competitions I mean, he's only, he's only directed three, so I think that's probably, which is the thing with a lot of actors, when they get big enough, they're like, all right, well, I want to start directing now. And some of them do, like Bradley Cooper, he's in that stage now because he did that one movie a couple of years ago that he started in with Lady Gaga. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not uncommon for actors to do that when they get, like, mid to late career. So, 
the last 10 years. I mean, I could see him continuing every, like, you know, three years or so to be like, no, and this is my movie I'm doing, throwing together, because I like to do it. Yes, it's something I'm passionate about. He's in The Avengers in 1988. I don't think it's anything related to the superheroes. That's a Western, I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, it might be a sci-fi Western. Hold on. Destroying the world with a weather-changing machine. I think it's like an old-timey sci-fi, but looks new. Like steampunk? I don't know. what. Oh, Uma Thurman's... Oh, what on earth is this movie? Oh, oh no. Got, oh, it's so bad. Oh, the critic reviews are so awful. Sean Connery's in it. We might have to add this. Eddie Izzard is in it. Wow. The Avengers, 1998. I thought it was 88. Anywho, Ray Fiennes is great. Can't believe he doesn't have an Oscar. What a, what a shame, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 It is a shame. But, you know, they gave one to Will Smith, and look how that turned out. So. Oh, my gosh. I'm so mad <laughs> about that. What movie was it even for? I saw uh, it. King Richard. King Richard, which is good. Man, who did... Hold on. Let's let's be mad about this for a second here, because okay. I got nothing going on oh, today. Oh, I'm good. Let's oh, look I'm up. Now. Let's look up the Oscars this year. Yes, and uh, we're gonna see who he beat out because oh. it was not. I thought good. you were gonna be mad about the slap, not him winning the Oscar. No, I'm mad he won the. I'm mad about the slap, and he won the. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Here's the thing that I find the funniest about the slap, right? Yeah. Don't slap people in public, but also like. I find it very funny how, like, out of proportion Hollywood blows everything, where it's like, like, if you were at a dinner party (laughs) with a bunch of friends, which, granted, this is, like, one of the biggest dinner parties in the world, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. You know? And you just slapped a guy giving a toast, everybody would be like, what? And then you would all move on and (laughs) still be friends. (laughs) No one would get banned for life from the dinner party. No one would have to go out and make a global apology. Like, it would just be like... Right. Hey, man, like, I'm sorry, I got a little heated, you know, and you'd move on. <laughs> no one would be like, oh, Where man, he ruined that guy's life by slapping him. Here's the, mm-hmm. I want everybody to know. I think Chris Rock will survive this. I think he will. <laughs> I think he will survive well, yeah. being slapped by Will Smith. I've yeah. seen some people be like, he's, he's been so in critical sick. condition. And uh... <laughs> it's like, I saw some people like, I can't believe, I feel so sorry for Chris Rock. It's like, are you kidding me? That's probably like, he's probably like, oh, that's the best thing that could have happened. Like, everyone oh. forever is going to remember Chris Rock hosting the Oscars. Like, one right. of the most memorable performances ever is him getting slapped by Will Smith. And all Gosh, he had to well, do was get slapped. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the people Will Smith beat out for that Oscar. They slap him, and I think I think they may have just picked the wrong roles too. I haven't seen all these movies. Fair warning. So Will Smith for King Richard, Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, which I haven't seen. Need to see. Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog, which was a great performance. I think his performance was probably better than Will Smith's. Andrew Garfield and Tick Tick Boom, which I haven't seen, but who doesn't love Andrew Garfield? Such a little skinny little sweet boy. And then Denzel Washington for Tragedy Macbeth, which was good, but you know wasn't anything Shakespeare. that was transformative and garbage Shakespeare. Right. Was that this? Was that a direct Shakespeare thing? Like, did they change the dialogue at all? Or Full Shakespeare in okay. period clothing and everything. Really cool sets and like it was black and white and super like big contrasting and shadows and so I mean that part of it was really cool. It was made by Joel Cohen of the Cohen Brothers. 
Yeah. Um, and it was like a good performance, but it wasn't for me. It wasn't like, oh yeah, we got a this dude changed the way I thought about Macbeth. You know, it was like, oh, he did a good job. Denzel's great. Um, yeah. I, I haven't wanted to well watch it Smith. on my fancy TV. You it would look like great. That. I mean, the lighting is awesome. So it would be a good one to watch on a, on a nice TV with great contrast. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so there you go. So. There were three different male actors nominated for The Power of the Dog. Oh. Plus uh, Kristen, not Kristen Stewart. Um, I think Christian Dunst was nominated as well. Oh. That's be the movie with the most nominations that I didn't like, like that much for acting. Like everyone in that movie got nominated. There are there are only like five main characters, and they were all nominated mm-hmm. for different Oscars for acting. Ah, but this movie didn't get nominated. In. What a garbage. So I guess going winding it back, I'm not that mad that Will Smith beat out those people for those Oscars, but Benedict Cumberbatch should do a better job. So, but if he and no one from Dune got nominated, which sucks. You know that, that does suck. But what are you going to do? Just give it to Javier every time. Yeah, you really should. I bet he did a great job. He's so good. Mm -hmm. What a weird year of Oscars we had. Yeah. I hate it. Hopefully it'll be better. Dune only won a bunch of Oscars instead of all the Oscars. It should have won all of them, and we know it. It was the best movie by far. Ass, you know. Oh, what would you sad. rather watch? The, the power of the dog. You know what I'm saying? Sad western with sad boys. You know, no one wants that. Nobody. It's a western where no one gets shot. What's oh. even the point? Why are we even in the old west if you're not going to shoot anyone? You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. It's old west with an angsty uncle. You know what I'm saying? It's like. My mom married this guy, and his brother's mean to me. And that's the movie, all right? Let, hold on. Let me explain The Power of the Dog to you, because okay. it is very widely acclaimed, and my friend who watches these kind of movies, that isn't you, all right? This is not about you, Tyler. This is not about you. He was like, that was a great movie, and I saw it, and I was like, it was fine. Maybe it's my fault, you know? Maybe I should have sat down and watched it in my theater and really tried to absorb it. I watched it. It was a little boring. Great performances. But the whole movie, it's like, hey, these two brothers have a cattle company, all right? And the one brother is like, hey, I'm going to marry this nice lady. And the other brother is like, I'm mean, okay? He marries the nice lady who has a gay son, okay? So they mm-hmm. come to live at their house. They're rich. They own this whole cattle, cattle company, you know? And the step-uncle, he's mean to the boy. But then he's like, maybe I should be kind of nice to the boy, all right? It's Huge spoilers. This is huge spoilers for the movie. So if you want to watch this movie, I would absolutely uh, fast forward 30 seconds. Then the boy's like, mm, I'm going to poison you. And then he like inadvertently poisons him and then he dies. It's like, that's what you get for being mean. That's the movie. It sounds like what, what you described, Cody, is a, is a worse Australia. Yep. Maybe. I don't know. Never seen it. Bailey likes that one, though. So maybe one day. Well, Australia's got a love story, and it's got a Japanese invasion, and you know, and like four hours long or something, or three hours long. Yeah, three hours long. It's very too long. Ooh, it's just hard. You know, the movies where it's like nothing happens. I can get behind it sometimes, and sometimes I can't. Yeah, you know what? 
can't be said for hmm. Coriolanus is that nothing hmm. happens. Because a lot of stuff definitely happens. Things do happen. Yeah. There is a golden barber chair. You know what I'm saying? And oh, that, yeah. When was the last time you saw a movie with a golden barber chair? Uh, a couple of hours ago. Four hours ago. Yeah, it's Coriolanus. Yeah. Man. What a world we live in, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Tyler, We're here I'm just happy world. that... I'm happy that movies are back in theaters, and maybe next year we'll have better Oscars, you know? Yeah. Maybe we'll have more slaps this year. That's what Hollywood needs, you know? We just need a fist fight. Why are we, why are we nominating people and then picking a winner of an envelope? You get the five nominees, they go on stage, brawl. Winner of the brawl takes yes. home the Oscar. Wouldn't that be better? It would the be. presenters, the referee. Yeah. And you're, okay, <laughs> let me, instead of watching Chris Rock make improvise, he didn't improvise, but you know, it was written, but instead of him doing a G.I. Jane joke, it's him in a referee outfit. Will Smith, Javier Bardem, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield, Denzel Washington, all in speedos, greased up, wrestling. Okay. Oh, wrestling. Okay. Is, how much better is that? You know that what I'm saying? Who I think would win? For sure. It's like WWE, where it's like a battle royale. They're there. They're on the stage. There's no ring. It's just a stage, and they're like, "All right, King of the Hill." You know, last man standing gets the Oscar. Who are you going with? All right, Will Smith. Javier Bardem, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield, Denzel Washington. We're talking Spider-Man, Gemini Man, uh, the villain from Bond, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange, all right, and uh, Denzel, and the what's his name? What's that movie he's in? The Redeemer, The Equalizer. <laughs> Who are you taking? Who are you taking? I, 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 have to, I have to look something up real quick, and then, and then I, hold Do on it. now. Hold on. We Spider-Man. We have the whole MCU in here. We got oh. Spider-Man. We got someone from uh, Will Smith in the DC one. He's in, uh, what's it called? He's in a couple superhero movies. Uh, he's Deadshot. Oh, and Deadshot. Yeah. Okay. Hear me out. I think, I think Andrew Garfield's got a chance here because he's, he's the, he's the yep. live boy. He's the, he's, he's the also the youngest too. He's the slippery little guy. Because you think, oh, man, you got all these other guys. You know, the only thing is I was looking at, like, uh, uh, let me double check, make sure, like, Javier Bardem's not, like, six foot five or something like that. That's what I was double checking. <laughs> but no, no, they're all roughly, at least Javier and Andrew, roughly the same. You think Benedict Cumberbatch, pff, he's Doctor Strange. He's not doing anything to prepare Oh, yeah, for that no, role. he's, he's right. not, like, a stunt guy, like, if Tom Cruise ever got nominated, which I know he hasn't, but if, if Tom Cruise is in this category, I would take Tom Cruise any day. Tom Cruise. You know what I'm okay, saying? None Cody, of these guys. No, no. If anyone in here is. <laughs> You're trying to tell me Tom Cruise is not entering the fray the second this kicks <laughs> off. All right. Tom Cruise is descending <laughs> from the rafters. Like power, like giving just a power bomb, boom, straight onto Javier. He is ruining Javier Bardem's career all right and then you look at this lineup you look at this lineup i think you're right andrew garfield he's got a good shot at it no one's taking benedict cumberbatch will smith is in plenty of action movies i think he's got a good chance he moves her but i mean javier and denzel i think are just too old to keep up with andrew and will yeah 
Well, that's the thing is like Will he's Smith's a little older too, old. but you know, like he's getting up there. But he's still been in action movies recently, and I, mean, I guess Denzel is too. But Denzel, you know, I just I'm taking Will or Andrew, and I mean Will. Did he slap Chris Rock? Yep. Did he drop him? Nope. So I think I am taking Andrew. I don't think Andrew's going to take anybody down with a single blow. But I'm but just saying, like, he's faster. I think he'll survive the yeah. longest. Yeah, he's slippery. You know, like, he's the one that could, like, jump up and, like, grip onto the wall like can, Spider-Man, right? Right, yeah, I think he can outpace. Like, he'll have the pace to, while everyone else is duking it out, he'll be able to avoid enough where he's like, hey, I'm still fresh by the time it's the one-on-one. It's like, oh, no, he's, he's ready to go. Like, Polish here's how I imagine this going down. Will Smith and... Denzel Washington are going to like, they're going at each other immediately. Javier Bardem coming Obviously. in there like a sack of bricks. You know, Andrew Garfield <laughs> getting sucked into the fray. Benedict Cumberbatch, he's going to throw his hands up and be like, I'm just going to concede. He's going back to his seat. All right. He's not going to participate in this nonsense. As I said, <laughs> Tom Cruise descends. You think uh, well, does he's Benedict Cumberbatch wire. tag in Tom Cruise? No, no. He's just going back to his seat. But Tom Cruise takes that as a tag in. He's up in the rafters. You think, oh, he's wired in. He's not. He's coming down. Obviously. He's dropping a hard elbow right onto Javier Bardem's shoulder. All right. Javier, he's down. He's out for the count. What's he going to do? Sweep the leg. Andrew Garfield, he's just going to clamber up on top of something. He's going to try to keep uh, Chris Rock in between himself and the fray. All right. That's his goal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he just waits for Tom Cruise to kill and consume the souls of the other three, okay? <laughs> then he's just going to give Tom Cruise's Oscar and just say, I won in spirit, but he can have it, okay? Because no one wants mm. to fight Tom Cruise, all right? Right. Will Smith, he's going to try, but he's not going to win. Yeah. The Oscars, they're coming up with all these stupid reasons to become more relevant. They're like, look, there's more blockbusters here. And look, there's a DJ at the Oscars. Don't you like it? No one likes it. When they could just be having fights. If there were fights for these Oscars, then we'd have it. Uh, Tyler, I I appreciate you going on that that digression with me. All right. And I see you. I see you've got got something going on over there. You can look. What I'm going to do. I'll let you take that, and I am going to I'm going to wrap up here a bit. I think the movie was pretty well done. I think at some points it was a little dry for me, but I thought the performances were very good. And honestly, it was just really cool to watch a Shakespeare play I knew nothing about. I had never seen it. Whereas normally it's like, oh, well, I've seen Romeo and Juliet. I've seen Hamlet. I've read Hamlet. You know, I've read some of them in, co- in high school or whatever. It was cool to see one with just fresh eyes. Like, oh, I, I know nothing about this plot. Let's see where it goes. It was cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Great performances. I had my quibbles with it but i still think it was well done i don't know that i loved it so much that i'm going to give it a fantastic grade but i thought it was well done i think if i had to settle in on something for the strength of the acting alone i think it redeems it some i'm ready to give it a grade if you're ready hold on hold on hey, hey tiffany what would you grade if you had to give the movie a grade what would you give it Cool. Tiffany? Tiffany has left the chat. Oh, she's gone. No, she's here. I hear her. <laughs> I think you're being ignored. I'm being oh, ignored. No. Tyler. It's okay. Also, I'll recover. Tiffany, uh, what did you give it? I let her. She's thinking about she's it. She's not there. She is a ghost. She's a figment of your All imagination. Right. We'll, give our, we'll give our scores while she thinks about it. She is the theater person. Yeah. 
a resident theater expert. I think I'm going to give it a, a B. Just I didn't love hard it. Hard B. But I liked it. I thought it was well done. And for the acting alone, I think it's elevated to a B. But with the caveat that, like, I don't think it's for the faint of heart. It is full Shakespeare dialogue, so just keep that in mind. I'll give it a B. Full Shakespeare. What about you? A minus is what I'm going to give right. it. All right. I'm going to give it A minus. Well, I'm, gl- I'm really glad you enjoyed it, you know? I liked it. Tiffany, you got a fun email? surprise movie. We'll wait for Tiffany's verdict. I'm going to be handed the envelope. <laughs> oh, no. Will Smith's coming. Oh, no. <laughs> His hand is open. No. I can't. Not strong enough. He was laughing a second ago, but you can give it the death glare by Jada, which, as we know, activates him. He is now activated. He is charging forward. So she did. She wants the caveat. She missed the beginning. Oh. Yeah. But she gives it a B. So. Yes. Tiff and I need to watch more movies together. You know, we're on the same level. Jingle all the way. Remember that one? I do. I watched that movie so many times. All right. Bonafide, approved by opinion havers. Coriolanus was a goodie, a yeah. good un, as we're they say. We're officially critics now because we gave it a good score. That's true. Trash that score. is true. Is there anything else to say, Tyler, before we wrap up? No. I mean, it, it's a good one. We don't have any wheels to spin. We don't have any devices to to divine, you know? We're just, just carrying on. All right. You know? <clears throat> well, I, I wish I had thank a you Shakespeare for thing. Oh. Yeah. Thank you for listening. You can follow us wherever you find your podcast. Share with your friends, your lifelong enemies that are also your lovers you can also follow our memes on facebook instagram and twitter at opinion havers until next time watch movies and have opinions i like the little boy i like a little boy in an italian military outfit you know in the Italian form of military dress. I'm like, that's how I dress my children. Little soldiers, you know? Little, little Nazi, you know, Nazi-ish, right? Yeah. Like we decided, just a, just a touch, just a little flavor of it. Yeah. Where you're like, you know what? It's sharp. Who's the guy that did the Nazi uniforms? Was it? I was trying to remember this the other day, and I don't it was It was an older designer, obviously, like Calvin Klein or whatever, but it was like the Calvin Klein of the era. Gosh, man. Versace, no. Versace. Gucci, I don't know. The same guy... <sighs> The same guy that did the the Italian. All right, hold on. Oh, man. It's our longest little post-credit thing ever. Just be still, sir. Hugo Boss. Hugo Boss. That's who did it. There you go. Mm. Mm. Mm.